2: You all right, JV? What's going on? I'm just watching a Darwin Awards Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so really focused on the podcast. Yeah, I'm a natural. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: <clears throat> Perfect. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers rugby podcast back once again and one week away from the Six Nations Championship. So this is it's, it's the most rugbyest time of the year. It's one of the most exciting times of the year. And especially having had to deal with such a fallow weekend. So, we are here for you to build up to the big weekend. And I'm with, of course, Phil. Hello, Tim. I'm with, of course, JB. Hello, Timothy. From the Rugby Dungeon. And who's this waif and stray that's just um,
2: come into your home, JB? Uh, well, introduce yourself. Uh, just Barn McGuigan, uh, host of Bite's <laughs> MMA podcast, yes. among other things. Yes, that's correct.
1: Yep. R- uh, rugby professional, international. And now
2: fellow podcaster. And also responsible for one of the best days drinking I have had in a long, long time. Yeah, you probably don't remember. Well, you'll remember this very differently to how I remember this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was a very
0: confused look
2: from <laughs> Byron yeah. when you said that. Uh, we, me and Tim were busy celebrating your hat trick of tries. Oh, yeah. Wow. in, in Mar- no, Oh, Mar- yes. Nice. One of the great days drinking. Oh, that was outstanding. I was doing lots of cheering by the, you know, the, the cheering by the first name. It's sort of an arrogant thing to do. Rather than go McGuigan, I was going, Go on, Byron! Go on, Byron! Because <laughs> obviously I, I, they wanted to know that I know him. So.
1: We, we, we ended up having... We, we toasted your hat-trick with three espresso martinis, yeah? if I remember rightly. So, yeah, we did.
0: well, Byron, talk us through that hat-trick, because that was last autumn.
3: Sure, yeah, that was, uh, that was the last one I scored as a while back now. But I just remember two interceptions... Um, which is always nice to get, um, and the other one was a perfectly kicked, timed kick by Fuff the Clack into space. So, it was it was enjoyable.
2: No, no um, sorry, Scotland, Scotland, Australia. I
3: didn't score a hat trick there.
2: Did you? Know, did you did I only you scored
3: you... two. Oh, did you?
2: Oh. <laughs> well, it was a really good day's drinking. <laughs> oh, really a,
3: <laughs> <there>. Too much <laughs> drinking. Wow. <laughs> I no, well, it was two. I had one the salade. Oh, I had yes. one uh,
2: I, remember, I remember celebrating three tries. <laughs> yeah. One was the salade, but yeah. But yeah. Those, two, those two were good. Excellent.
1: Right, come on. Let's, so, obviously, an injury has kept you out of contention for, for Scotland, which must be really frustrating in a World Cup year. So, where are you at with, with your injury?
3: Yeah, it's just pro- probably the first time I've actually had time to strengthen my hamstring since I injured at uh, Six Nations. Last year, first game against Wales. Um, I keep trying to get back fit. And then I'll play straight away for sale. Then I went on summer tour, straight back into this season. So it's the first time I'm having a uh, block of six weeks to strengthen it. So it should be really good for me. And then hopefully if I come back playing well in three weeks' time, I can catch the back end of the Six Nations.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, It does, I mean, I I say a minor injury. It isn't minor to you. But it does show the strains, doesn't it, of professional rugby. Every time you're nearly there... You know, either Scotland are calling you up, or Sale need you to play, or something's going on.
3: Yeah, it's a busy season when you're playing international rugby. So last year was the busiest time for me, and it actually does catch up. So um, I'm not complaining because it's always great playing for your country. But um, last season was probably a month or two too long, um, and it's just good to start rebuilding it and and see where I go from here, especially in the World Cup year.
0: Just out of interest, do you know how many games you played last season? I don't, not off the top of my head, but... Because uh, I know there's talk of kind of limiting games, certainly for a lot of um, centrally contracted players, limiting games, and England contracted players playing in the Premiership, they have limits on the number of games. And there's a kind of a big focus on the overall wear and tear on players, exactly as you're experiencing.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot worse for guys like uh, Farrell and... Uh, Finn Russell, it's a, they play pretty much every international game, guy like Greg Laidlaw, mm-hmm. and they go and play every game for their club team. For myself, I've only got seven caps, six caps for Scotland, actually. Um, so I haven't had too much of it. It's not, not been as bad for me, but I do feel for those kind of guys who have to step up the next week for Saracens and, and perform.
1: How does it feel as a, as a guy, like everybody that, that's eligible and available and on uh, Greg Townsend's? radar will be fighting for a certain number of positions what does it feel like being at this at this point now what are we how many months now 8 months 8 months from a, from a World Cup
3: I try not to think about it I don't think they think about well, it think either I think I really really <laughs> hard. <to> not <know. laughs> I think the actual focus is just trying to so the boys that are selected now for the Six Nations put your hand up for the World Cup because that's the next the next thing that's happening that's big uh, for, for all the players so I don't think there's a summer tour for Scotland for myself I just got to play well for my club um, get to the to the pre-season of the World Cup uh play those games and play well that's what I can focus on now so yeah I'd i try to think, think got about a couple it.
1: of games against uh, uh, Georgia I'm two there. against Georgia two, two against, against, France. against France that's right is that kind
0: of august time yeah. in that run yeah. Yeah. in
1: yeah running. well let's let's hope we the soak the hamstrings nice and strong We see you back but i i i mean i'm saying for your point of view i want you to be back in contention um from every sale fans' point of view, like JB, I want to see fan, back you back on well the field. Know. On the field, and from my personal selfish point of view, you're in my fantasy rugby draft team. So yeah. um, and, 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 and AJ McGinsey's points.
2: in mine. So you know, I'm looking forward to coming <laughs> yeah. back. I yeah. Need him back. Goodness me, uh, tell us where we can find the podcast, Tim. The oh the oh, our podcast, of course. <laughs> you can find it
1: anywhere you can download a pod. Uh, so we're all on Android, but there's the Apple Podcast Store. I yep. use CastBox, you're on uh, PodBox or something? PodCatcher? PodCatcher, pod I'm Player FM. So wherever it is, just search Egg Chasers, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And and yeah, and speaking of social media, Phil has prepared a rugby social, which we'll get into in a, in a little while. But your leap to podcasting, where's this MMA interest come from, Byron?
3: Years and years and years of watching the UFC, um, and then obviously moving here. Cage warriors, and I just love watching fighting. I'm not a big fighter myself.
2: Now, but did I <laughs> did I see you in a gi? I definitely saw, I definitely saw AJ in a gi. You gig.
3: seen you seen AJ in one? I don't know if you've seen me in one, but I have uh, done some jiu-jitsu. Do
2: you think Do you think you could take me in jiu-jitsu? You got a good fifty kgs on me, <laughs> but uh, I bet myself. <laughs> <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, so we, we let's, let's preview the Six Nations then. So. When I say Six Nations, what's the first thing that pops into your head?
2: Hmm. Yeah, for me, it's not even a... It is obviously linked to rugby, but it's not a rugby thing. I always think of Six Nations as like dark evenings, getting very, very drunk. And it used to be heading off to Cardiff on uh, on Friday night. That was superb. But now it's kind of just a, a later evening in the rugby club with with your mates watching rugby. That's what I love about it. And on that front,
1: I think... Uh, in our last couple of years, we're not going to have a Tier 2 tour because we have two oh, newborn no. babies in the team this year. But the last couple of years of uh, tours to Romania and to Spain and the Super Saturday, three games in a row. Yeah. I love Super Saturday yeah, so much. It's
2: really hit me because, obviously, Six Nations is coming next week and next Friday it starts. And it's hit me that we're not having a Tier 2 tour. No. It's it's upsetting. It is. Uh, so, obviously, you're you, you've got first-hand experience,
1: but... Do you have memories of growing up watching any of those old games? I do. Um, I have good memories of watching Chris Patterson, Gregor Townsend,
3: I know he's a coach, but mm-hmm. growing up, my mother um, obviously being been born in Glasgow. She used to have Scotland on, on the TV whenever they played the Six Nations. So if I think about Six Nations, I I think of Murrayfield um, and Scotland playing. It's the only team I really used to watch besides the Springboks. So.
1: Chris Patterson had that incredible like run of... Uh, kicks in a row. Who was the fella that took all the kicks? Yeah, long Dan Parks. Dan Parks. <laughs> 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 anything,
2: anything that wasn't fit within the 15s and he within got, the 22. He, so he got, I want to say, 52 consecutive kicks. And I think he broke the record. Or he broke, well, I mean, I'm not sure if it's a record, but I know that Bram van Straaten got 48 kicks at one point. But that wasn't in international, that was at club rugby, I think.
0: Consecutive kicking.
2: Yeah. You mentioned Murrayfield. One of the
1: Six Nations or Five Nations, as it was, stories that I love is of... Uh, it was in the late 80s and uh, it was after a Calcutta Cup match and Dean Richards and John Jeffries were... were, were, were All the England and Scotland Jim? players no, were, were, no. On, were on the piss together and they started playing rugby with the Calcutta Cup, which is why it's got a dent in it. Yeah.
2: Because they... Did it get flattened or run over? Yeah, I think it got like, like hit, hit by a taxi or something. damaged. Yeah, 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 it did because
1: they were playing rugby with the Calcutta Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Richards passed it to John Jeffries. It dropped, and I think a car might hit it. I don't know what happened. Anyway, that's that's one of those stories. Do, uh, but then I was what game was it we were at recently? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think after the, I'm led to believe, after the New Zealand England game, the New Zealand players all just left straight away. What, so what? My point being, do, do players still have a have a beer? And, and, and a chat I, I mean I know it's different you won't have a whole big go on the Ries smash or it is. except apart from Greg Laidlaw well, and uh, Finn Russell and that well, I
2: mean, <laughs> that brilliant <laughs> picture I will say this when Saracens came up to Saracens came up to sale. I think I think some of those boys went out into Manchester. Yeah, They had the a social. Did, did they have a social, the social it after it the or was it? it Was Saracens? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, after an international, when you've got these block of games and you've really got to recover properly, is there space to have a beer with your opponents? Yeah, definitely. So
3: after after every game, um, there'll be like a big event upstairs uh, where both teams will go up. All sponsors and and whatnot will be there. There'll be presentations from both presidents from the countries. Captains talking. Um, and everyone has a beer there, a bit of food, and then from there, depending you know how you go if you want to lose, go out, have a few beers with your team, and if the other team's out, then. So be it, but definitely straight after the game upstairs, mm. the team has a few beers. Were so you
1: out on that night that those pictures of uh, Gre- uh, Greg Laidlaw and Finn Russell? I was <laughs> out. What state were you, state <laughs> were you in?
3: Oh, so I was in better state somewhere in the background. <laughs> in <there. laughs>
2: you were analysing the game, weren't you? Just trying to get better. Yeah, just trying to <laughs> eh? Yeah? That's right. That's right. That's what one, of,
1: one of my earliest rugby memories is England v Scotland at, at Murrayfield, and it was the 1990 game, the Grand Slam decider. Tony Stinger. Scoring that try in the
2: corner. <laughs> yeah. what, what's your earliest? Memory? Not my earliest, Ooh. but definitely my most prom memory growing up was. Um, I know it's so cliche. Oh, we need to talk about this as well. The, um, the 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 scrum five promo. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we'll get, we, <laughs> we definitely that. need to talk about that. Um, Scott Gibbs in Wembley. That was that was oh, yeah. an unbelievable, unbelievable moment in rugby history.
1: My, the best Six Nations try ever for me was ninety-one. Philip Santandre. Andre. At Twickenham, England were taking a penalty kick, they missed it, and everyone was running, jogging back like it was going to be a 22 dropout, and from under their own post, they just bolted, went. One of the
2: most amazing tries. Go and look at it on YouTube, it's it, amazing. It, it, it's nowhere near as amazing as that, nowhere near, but I've got to say, the, well you can only really describe it as the Gavin Henson game when Gavin Henson looked like his career is just going to carry on going and going and going and actually it turns out that was the pinnacle of his career then uh, the, the the two tackles on Matt Tate and basically what was now a fairly simple kick but a kick which ended Welsh misery of about 10 years so I, I've just uh, looked up my earliest memory Or looked looked up your looked was on a spreadsheet (laughs) to
0: remind me of my earliest memory because I thought it was Six Nations.
1: Just cross (laughs) reference. Just just wanted to
0: check. It actually wasn't Six Nations, but it was. Do you remember England v Scotland in 1991? Gavin Hastings' conversion in front of the post. That was
1: the Rugby World Cup semi-final. It was the
0: World Cup semi-final. Yes. So my earliest memory of the Six Nations is not is of the World Cup, not not of the Six Nations. (laughs) Tough. Yeah, yes. and that, that was a kick to get a place in the World Cup World and, Cup final.
1: Yes, it was. The only other things I mentioned is is um, Haskell being bamboozled by the fox thing and asking the referee, "What do we do?" <laughs> oh, not Haskell, running yeah. Haskell running into the post. Haskell running into the post. protectors, another one. And Haskell <laughs> tripping up that bench player Haskell, and getting a yellow card. Just for
2: the record, Haskell was not bamboozled. That was good leadership. of That. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? No, no, no. He wanted he wanted clarification on on the law. I thought I thought he'd, he had And The referee's well. response was. I'm not your coach. The referee's response might as well be, I have no idea. Because that's basically what the referee (laughs) meant. Good luck. Another amazing...
0: So the first thing you said, actually, was the, the final two or three minutes of last year's France versus Ireland game. Where... Oh, yeah. Ireland needed points to win, yeah. and played out from their own 22, played through 20-odd phases, including at least one cross-field kick, possibly two cross-field yeah. kicks, retained the ball, and Johnny Sexton slotted that 45-yard. That's, yard. That's one
2: hell of a win. Uh, hmm. Actually, I'm sure you want to bring this segment to a close soon, but I'm going to give you one, uh, <laughs> one more. Uh, that was, again, maybe not a classic in some people's eyes. The extra, was it 20 minutes we had of... Wales oh, France. Yeah. That was some of my favourite rugby of all time. That was two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And the the goal line
1: stand by Wales at the Millennium Stadium. Oh, the four minutes of defence yeah. against Amazing. Ireland. Yeah. We, was it, we were at that we game, were at weren't we? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was something else. Well, you were at the. Were you?
0: Wales from? Island uh, in Cardiff oh, I don't remember. four years
1: ago? No, it was Phil and I went. Do you remember yeah. that invite? No. Nah.
0: You couldn't make it. <sighs>
1: sure, whatever. <laughs> So what will the players be doing now? So we've had these... England have been off in Portugal. Where have have the Scotland boys been?
3: Scotland's just been up in Edinburgh for this week. So uh, they've not gone anywhere. We'll just be pretty much... The team will know who it is uh, now, I'd imagine. They'll just be walking, obviously analysing Italy. How they are going to beat them? And start practising this week. Trying to get those strike runs um, done this week. And next week's just another match week. So however you'd prep for your club. It's pretty much the same for Scotland. So... I'm guessing every team's doing that right now.
2: Do you know, yeah. I mean, Sale have got a pretty tasty backline. We can all agree on, agree on that. Right, Wiz? No, absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, when you go first time to your international camp, is there a noticeable jump? Do you think, crikey, this is like a level above anything which I've trained at? Um,
3: in in intensity, hmm. yes, definitely. I think uh, the way Gregor likes to play, it's, it's all up-tempo, um... Trying to be playing the fastest rugby in the world, I think he's he said that many times. Um, so yeah, definitely in the intensity in training, the way it, just international rugby on a whole is actually a lot faster. Um, but yeah, like you said, Sale's got a very good backline. So when I go to the Scot- Scottish backline, it's also a very good backline, but it's not like um, I feel like I'm out of my depths because I'm surrounded yeah. by so many world class players at Sale in the backs anyway.
0: So. Mm.
1: So let's um, let's look ahead to this year's Six Nations then. Now it's funny. Eddie Jones came out and said in it. it well, many things he said in his press conference. He said a few things. Yeah. He said quite a few things, didn't he? One of them was, "History will show us that the Six Nations has nothing to do with the World Cup." Which um... well, history does not show. No, song, no, does no, it? no, no, no. I, I was going to say I, I sort of looked up previous. Six Nations, just or five Nations, just before World Cups, and it turns out it has a massive um, impact <laughs> yes. on World in Cups. In fact, it's
2: directly correlated. <laughs> it is.
1: So I don't know whether Eddie Jones is just trying to play play it down because it's such a big start in Dublin for England. But um, yeah, that, that, I was I was
2: when, when I heard him say that, I thought I'm going to check that out. And no, there's a huge correlation. He is. Do you know what he's really good at? I, I might mention this last week but he's really good at somehow getting us not to talk about England. Like, we talk about everything else but England, whether it be Jack Knoll moving position or Six Nations not being very important or whatever it is, he can somehow... He's like Donald Trump, He, you know, there's (laughs) a government shutdown and yet you're talking about something completely different, something completely other. And that's what he does. Mate. He does it well, though. It's, it, it's a skill. It, it's I've, a
0: genuine skill. It should be admired. And I think it's very important at this time, because of some of the kind of pressure and some of the heat that was on the team as a whole last year for particular Six Nations their under performances. I think it's important. Now he has got some of the guys he wanted last year back that people are kind of not necessarily focused on the way they're going to be playing or who they're going to look to, the go-to men. They're talking about, exactly you say, Jack Nolte uh, Flanker, yeah. which is absolute nonsense which there's, there's no way he's actually thinking that but people have somehow well, well rugby, focused some on it some
2: rugby journalists think it might be a real story yes some and people are focused on just it. that rather than actual rugby which is incredible yeah um, do you think looking back at it there's going to be sort of like a Gatland Jones era when there's you know i, I don't think it's quite at the stage now uh, of like a famous beef, but I can see it kind of going that way. They went out for dinner the other night, apparently. Did they really? Warren Gatland joked that the joked that the, it was the Wru
1: that picked up the tab <laughs> for it. But yeah, they went out for a meal uh, and, and chatted.
0: I'm actually more interested in the the Schmidt Gatland dynamic. Not not because those two ever have yeah, any beef. They've never at, said anything about each other, have they? No, but I'm sure they have more because they've got more. Certainly got more in common, uh, both being Kiwis. Yeah. And, I think they have probably more in common the way they go about their business. Uh, so I think that's that's where the story is. Well, but again, no one's talking about it, that.
2: Isn't the story kind of. I mean, I know he's not officially after the job, but I'm sure if the All Blacks said to Schmidt, we really want you, and he goes, no, sorry, I'm gardening. No, 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 I don't think you understand, Joe. We really, really want you. And maybe the third or fourth time he would take that All Blacks job. And it seems to me that they're both going to be competing at some point yeah. for that All Blacks job. It's sort of it's written in the stars that these two are going to collide somewhere.
0: Yes, well, they are almost one on one. Come on, what, 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 what are you desperate to say
3: here? He's definitely going to be the next Kiwi coach.
0: Which one, Gatland or Schmidt? Schmidt, hundred
3: percent. You
2: reckon, even though he's gardening, one hundred ah, percent.
0: Because I could see either of them. So why, why, why Schmidt over Gatland? It's not, it's not my choice. I just. I oh, well, hang on, hang on. It's why, definitely Why, why, him. why do you why, think... would
3: you why, why, why would you have him? Just make, just makes sense, doesn't it? I think he's, it... he's done. He's done so well with Ireland. He's going back there. It's just... it's just. What? off the World Cup, just mark my words, I promise you, <laughs> you, you will become the There coach. we go.
2: Hang, hang on. Do you think there is an argument to say that actually the next All Black coach is going to be someone who we do not expect? And the reason is because both Gatland, particularly Gatland actually, and to a certain extent Schmidt, are more Northern Hemisphere coaches than they are Southern Hemisphere coaches. Well, no. Does that stack up or is that I'm nonsense?
1: Not, I wonder. I don't know how much has actually been... I, I wonder if Schmidt is just playing a good poker hand, knows that the offer's going to come or banks that the offer might come, which I think it would, or whether there's been words said behind closed doors, and like it will it will rock the Irish boat if they pl- end up playing New Zealand in the World Cup final, and it just that, that little one two uh, yeah, percent maybe like that would make a difference like that little one two percent mentally wouldn't it like are you really how much are you totally with us or well, you know what i mean it would ju- it would just and and that's not how Schmidt would want to win the World Cup with Ireland.
2: Or so lose the World Cup with Ireland. Or lose the
1: World Cup with Ireland, exactly. So I think, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with Byron. I don't know whether stuff's said behind closed doors. Is there stuff, stuff, a, Do you know? And you it's got, an agreement and a handshake. I you, don't know.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I think Gatland, right, is made for England. Yeah, I'd love him as
1: England coach. I would. He, I'd, I'd love As much as I've given him stick for his Gatland ball in the past. I, I, he I think he's would
2: wipe the floor with the entire world with, it, <laughs> with, with those England players. It'd be frightening.
1: Well, it, needs, it needs a big character well that's what. no Eddie Jones is a big character what am I talking about need, <laughs> yeah he's too just yeah the problem is a big yeah. character in the RFU who will also go there only on his terms and he'll probably go in saying I'm going to organise the structure of how professional rugby in England works. I'm going to decide <laughs> yeah. what access I have to the clubs I'm going to decide how many games they play
2: yeah because he's basically made his own job role in, in Wales yeah. oh England with Gatlin would be unbelievably good mm. Twenty twenty. There is going to
1: be a lot of talk about coaches in this yep. particular one. Obviously, Connor O'Shea, What there is some green shoots coming through at club level with what definitely with what he's been doing.
2: Yeah, with with um. Benetton oh, this season. oh, honors um, even in the in the Egg Bowl. I kind Ulster, of
1: Benetton. Yeah,
0: yep. seventeen all. 17. A last last minute uh, recovery from Ulster.
2: Yeah, you guys really scraped through, eh? Yes, at home. At home. <laughs> hey, so um the. I mean, maybe the next pod, but the um, Benetton runner games. are it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're, in fact, they're, they're almost are. guaranteed to make the playoffs. Well, yeah. yeah, actually, you just
1: touched on it there. I think what we'll do is we're going to separate the um, two podcasts. So there'll be another podcast in your feed, which is all about the new the week's news, domestic matters, and stuff. So just hit subscribe or make sure you've downloaded that one as well. Um, but onto Six Nations. Yeah, a lot of talk about coaches, like you say, the three three big character, or well, the two that are leaving.
2: No, the three that are going to be leaving. Is, is Eddie three? Jones going to be leaving? He is. He's you know, contracted Jones, until 2021. He's in a transition. Much, no. like, much like Brexit, he's no. got a transitional phase. <laughs> so like he his contract was four years, right? World Cup to World Cup. And then they, they gave him an extra they, one or two years. Two years. years. I think going. they bolted on. He's
1: a, no, no coach that's worth their salt to be the England coach is going to go, yeah, I'll work under Eddie Jones for the next 18 <laughs> no. months. I'll be Eddie's Unless understudy. Unless they're giving Steve Borthwick the job. It's not happening.
0: Yeah, that's the only way I could see that, but so I can't no, see that happening. No, because he's not got the highest level no. international experience. No, so it's not
1: happening. So that, you got talk about the three coaches going. You've got Conor O'Shea. Where are Italy actually at? And has I, th- I think it will bear fruit in the future, but it, it, they could be on a hide into nothing again. Well, in Sergio Parisse's last season.
2: Yeah. Do you know probably. what? That, that, that's a blessing in disguise, Parisse. Yeah. yeah, it's about time he goes. He's he's yeah. still good, but. Uh, it's not that he's not good. He's definitely in his national class still. It's just, you know, you need a change. Sometimes you just need a change. And and
1: then, Gregor Townsend, what's, so talk to us about him then. Because he seems, <clears throat> he comes across as this forward-thinking, modern, positive guy. Is, is there other sides to him that we don't see?
3: No, he's pretty much, what well, you see is what you get. Um, he is quite positive. He's He comes up with, with new th- ideas all the time. Um yeah, he's an exciting coach to work with. I like the the style of rugby he plays. It's it's probably something you're not used to from previous Scottish teams. He likes to run the ball mm. from everywhere, um, heads up rugby, and especially as a back, it's it's exciting. They talk,
2: they talk quite a lot about the ruck, don't they? In the in the Scottish squad, it's the ruck accuracy which gets you playing as quickly as you do.
3: Exactly. So we try and get uh, two second rucks, which which is really quick. Um, so we do lots of games into in terms of that. Um, and yeah, he he drives that standards quite quite hard at trainings and reviews it the next day if you're not doing it well enough. So it is about rock accuracy and ball placement and all and all that. Do you,
2: do people literally stand by you uh, timing the rocks? No, no,
3: you can just time it on the while well, he the video. has he analysis. has all this analysis goods. So I don't know what it is, but he he can time all the breakdowns. He shows us and there's a clock on the screen, so bloody hell, he'll tell you, yeah, we'll just show you. Sometimes actually, it's crazy. Some of the best trials we scored the previous autumn against Australia and New Zealand, when we put New Zealand under loads of pressure, each breakdown he would show you maybe six, seven phases where the breakdown was about two seconds. Nice. And how hard it is for defence to reset. Ah, because the
0: pressure builds and builds and and they're constantly scrambling. Yeah,
3: so you get your nose over the breakdown. I mean, get over the advantage line, quick breakdown, quick breakdown, and then eventually the defence just has to crumble at some stage and
1: from the other side it just again highlights the value of someone who can do those <clears> break down dark arts just get you half a second here or there even yeah. if they don't actually turn the ball over and actually potentially well slowing down yeah Lonson, in defence um, slowing down Hamish Watson being out could, could potentially be a loss from the other side of, of things
3: yeah, hundred percent. He's a he's a world class player. So, but I mean, then again, it gives more opportunity. I think John Barkley's back now, so it's uh, not a bad
2: guy
1: to bring in. Not yeah. a bad guy to bring in, exactly. He's a, a Rolls Royce of a player. He's got it all, hasn't he? Yeah, classy guy. Um, right. So, come on then, Phil. Stru- Structure this little Six Nations preview then.
0: Well, kind of what we normally do is uh, a bit of talking around uh, expectations for each team. Yeah. Kind of one player to watch who's more of a predictable. Player, someone that everyone knows, but might have a big influence on the way this season goes, and someone who uh, people might not have heard of as much, someone a lesser known known name. Interesting. And then we'll go into. So following that, we'll go into the um, the predictions for this week.
1: I'm so happy that it's this week. What what will you be doing? Where will you be watching it? Uh, At home. Are you a good? Are you a good watcher? Can you? Because it's. It must be so difficult. Like obviously I you're patriotic <laughs> and you care and you know the guys. You want them to do well, but. Yeah. I enjoy.
3: I enjoy watching the rugby. Yeah. So, I watch loads of rugby. So I'm really excited to sit back. It's a good excuse to be lazy on the couch. <laughs> this <Let's> looks <laughs> after the kids and uh, <laughs> just watch
2: the games. I love that there's a Friday. Night. I mean, I don't actually like the Friday night games, but I'm just delighted it's going to be here one day earlier.
1: Where is the Friday night game? Paris. Yes.
2: Oh, start to France. And that's going to be that'll for be a me, good game as that's well. That's one of the deciders. That's definitely what because I think France are going to win it. <laughs> you have said before. Well, there you go. I'm doubling down. <laughs> on Let's it. start
1: with France. Let's start with France then. You host the opening match of the tournament.
2: Yes. Well, I think they're going to win. Okay, because I think that they are. Oh, it's hard to say. It's so hard to say. I think they can beat anyone, and the problem is, they tend to underperform. They, they never. You know, there are lots of teams out there which are more than more than the sum of their parts. And France is definitely less less than than some the, the of their parts. If they can just get roughly to parity, they are going to be an incredible team. And they're massive. And I think, you know, when it comes to it, having massive teams makes a huge huge difference. So, for me, I mean, you know, we saw them basically manhandle England. Last they year. did. And England are a, par- a you know, a powerful b- bunch of blokes. That as well, they've got a load of young talent co- uh, uh, talent coming through, a coach that understands French rugby and what French rugby should, fr- French rugby should look like. Uh, and actually, yeah. the the clubs that are Racing and
1: Toulouse have got that French identity. They do, don't season. they?
2: So I've got a theory, right, about how rugby develops. And I think if you have, I might have said this before, if you've got a country with a heavy rugby league influence, you tend to play a more rugby league style game. Like, England do like Australia do, so on and so forth. When you don't, you play a different type of game, and I think that's what the French do. They, like all this offloading, and you know it's slightly different. And I well, they think went what... away from that, didn't they? Under Laporte, they yeah. went they went for the battering ram. Exactly. But if they can just work that in, I mean, you watch the way that Racing play, and it's all these beautiful little offloads. I mean, if France can recreate something like that, we're in for a hell of a tournament.
1: I think Laporte was just maybe, um, well, he had an unlimited budget at Toulon where he could just buy the biggest men on earth. Perfect. Uh, and then thought he could transfer, but you, you can't buy players at international level.
0: No. Well, no. They've, they've tried <laughs> They've tried bringing them
3: in a best. few times. Um, have you played against
1: France, Baron? I've
3: not played against France, no. Mm. What do you think of the French teams and the way that they play? Just, I'd, I just think it's too loose. Big games, it's a bit costly trying to run the ball from your 22 all the time, forcing mm. offloads from your own 22 or just outside is... It's just not something you can do in the Six Nations when you come across teams. Did,
2: uh, did you, you play do. either of the Toulouse games last year? Because um, it, uh, Sale had Toulouse, didn't they, in the Champions Cup? No, oh, sorry, the Challenge Cup. Do we have Toulouse? Yes, you
1: did. Uh, was it Toulouse? Okay. It was Toulouse, sure it was yeah. Toulouse. Sorry,
2: we should defer to our sorry, resident Sale I'm, fan. I'm, <laughs> yeah, because Alex Ferguson watched uh, du, uh, DuPont played. Was he injured that game? <laughs> was it a different team no no, no 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 so it was oh I think we did yeah yeah so, so the year before that was
3: 2 yeah ones. I didn't play any, either of those games no <laughs> uh, oh do you not no, no 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 I do yeah they did play yeah yeah. yeah. I remember now
0: so yeah. in terms of players to watch you've just mentioned one there DuPont DuPont and they, I mean who's
1: going to start 9
0: well who knows for, in my mind DuPont but they've got an embarrassment of riches DuPont, Saran and Morgan Parra the, the old head uh, there's someone you're missing don't there. Don't even need Mashineau. Mashino.
2: Who's the other guy? Anyway. Oh Mashino, God, he's yeah. so player. I mean, they've, they've got amazing options there. I don't know who I'd start out. I mean, I think I'd start Mashino because he's cooler. <laughs> not in the squad. Is he not? Well, I can't then. But uh, he is very, very cool. Well right, here's what So you were
1: gonna say then. But...
0: Well, no, I think so in terms of the players to watch, you've got the two young live wire scrum halves. You've got two now they're old heads and they've so two players who both play for Toulon who are not playing well who should be leaders for both teams in Girardo and Bastero. If you can get those two leading the respective backline and packs and if you can get them playing well. Will
1: Bastero be starting for France still.
0: Don't know. He's amazing. Probably not on the, on the form. He might be starting at number 8. <laughs>
1: what do you think when you look at Bastero? When you, when you analyze him, when you look at him. Oh, depends. You... If you bring line speed and you and you get him down early,
3: he's going to have a long day at the office because he's quite slick to turn. So, mm. but if you let him start getting on the on the front foot and he starts growing another leg, then it's he's, he's a different beast. So. Isn't he?
1: Yeah. I, I, him, the thing is with him, I look, I look at him and think, how how good could you be? I if don't you actually condition what, what, yourself what, properly. You
2: mean if you put on maybe another ten kg <laughs> really really double down on what he's, on what he's good at, um, I, it, like. He's unusual. And like, you know, you can play a whole season. You can play, you can play a whole career and never play against a guy like Bastro. And then when you do play against him, it's like, oh, crikey, what do we do here? This is, you know, and like Baron said, get him down early. Simple isn't easy. I mean, you know, it's a simple strategy, but it's not easy.
3: Uh, well, with the modern defences, you can you can sort guys like Bastro out, but just make sure your defence is right, and you should be good. But like I said, if you don't take him out the game early... A guy like that can grow a leg and then mm. he's, he's he's an animal, so he's tough to stop.
0: One other guy I want to mention. Yeah, um, Young Prop, um, who, there was a video, I try to think if it was this year or last year's Under-20s World Cup. Of, oh, Brennan? No, not Brennan. He's not in the squad. Um, so it was the tight-head prop, Demba Bamba, and the video was of France Under-20s versus... Uh, New Zealand under 20s and Alex Shaw shared it recently in one of his articles it's a complete destruction with Denver Bamba playing at tight head. so he's in the squad oh, it's
1: under 20s it's, it's a it's, it's, hang on. It's hang
2: on. Massive, is massive this scrummaging caveat. or is this carrying scrummaging oh, perfect
0: scrummaging is he
1: in, in the squad
0: he's in the squad. in the squad he's a very very powerful ball carrier um, it will be interesting to see how he gets on at that level if he gets any game time so it's just one to watch one out to watch.
1: for. One, one yeah. that might be off the radar, certainly off my my radar. Yep. Yeah. it's on it now. Um, F- France do tend to come good around World Cup time. They're very much like Australia in that. Well, except the last sense. World Cup. When except the last batted. World Cup. Yeah, well, no, actually that's fair. But up until up until last World Cup, France yeah managed to somehow pull something out of their backside in a World Cup year.
3: Mm. I think Teddy Thomas is the guy to look out for. Yeah, he's playing very well for his club at the moment. He's a live wire gets his hands on ball and he always beats the first defender so I think
2: and it seems to be as soon as he as soon as he gets into open space he's almost unstoppable exactly yeah
3: he rides tackle so well so yeah. Champions Cup he's been unbelievable
2: yeah he was last year in fact he was last year in Champions Cup and also it, I mean I, I'm pretty sure in saying was it was it semi-final which was just one Teddy Tom a try which was a difference uh, take a pick out of the France games the two yeah. France games they won maybe, last year maybe it's France maybe it's pro- probably France incredible. yeah he's got
0: some incredible tries uh, There we whilst go. you're Fran- on
2: Alex Shaw yes he came up with a bloody brilliant idea on Twitter either yesterday or today okay nothing to do with Six Nations so let's save
1: it for the other nothing part. to do with Six Nations so I'll Would. tease
2: it and say we'll bring it up next pod. <laughs> okay
1: fantastic next team or, or oh, well, who, who, who's the main man for France
2: well <laughs>
0: Uh, I think Gerardo, Bastarode and Piccamals, those three older heads, three experienced players, if they can get them firing at their best form, France will do well. If those three don't show leadership and kind of don't and, guide the players around them, and it, it might not be that all three of them are playing, but certainly Piccamals and uh, Gerardo and will actually, do.
2: I think Picamolz's form has picked up a bit. Uh, his first few months, first year at Montpellier was underwhelming, put it mildly. But actually, he's playing better now. The other two, however, not so much.
0: Yes. Yeah, they're my, my guys. They've got to lead that team.
1: What are their, what are their fixtures? They're, they're starting...
0: Start against against Wales at Wales. home, oh, then travel so to Twickenham. They beat Wales, you know, it's, on. it's and, on. And by the way, if Wales beat them, crikey, I mean... Because Moment, momentum yeah. as well is very important. Uh, I do quite like the... The, we'll get onto it in a bit, but the the Welsh deciding fixture hosting Ireland in the final is week.
2: That what it is,
0: yeah, <sighs> that could be for the the championship. Anyway, I
1: think it's going to be a tough, tough season, a tough championship for France.
0: I've got a you feeling. Agree. I've got a feeling it might be, but uh, JB thinks they're going to win it. So right. we'll, we'll see. shall we cover Wales
2: then? Yeah, go on then, Wales. JB is the resident sail fan and Welshman. Uh, not not a sail fan. Um... <laughs> Right, uh, well, I, I I was actually brought in to talk about Wales for a...
1: Oh yeah, how did a, that go? Really, really well, actually. Did, did you ham up your accent a little bit? No, no. you
2: <laughs> keep saying Boyle? Boyle, yeah. <laughs> no, Um. they made me well, a Welsh shirt, and I've not worn a Welsh shirt since... you know I, I don't believe you're, you're wearing, self-loathing Welsh, <laughs> aren't you? I, I, just, I just don't wear them. I, I, I had no idea, really, about... Anything happening in Welsh rugby or anything like that? So actually, my segment about Wales is more a segment again. Well, it's more an anti-English segment <laughs> rather than a pro-pro pro-Wel- Welsh segment. So anyway, it sounds
1: like quite a Welsh move.
2: Yeah. What would? You, what, what would? You, yeah. Yeah. So actually, you did a really good job. Um, what would you like to know about Wales?
1: Well, <laughs> who should we look out for? Well, oh, Jonathan Davis. <laughs>
2: what,
1: what Wales have got this season that they haven't had, and what fair play to? To Warren Gatland, what he's been cultivating. let we guess depth. It, depth, yeah. yeah. Like it, there was a, a couple of years back, and you'd be like, if if a couple of players go down, they are screwed. But yeah, you've got, got, got good guys point. that can step in now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, look, it, it is, is a, encouraging going into a World Cup. Slightly different Welsh team. But actually, the heartbeat of it is exactly the same, isn't it? It's Alan Wynne Jones—he is the absolute man. If anything happens to him, it's all over. Pack up, go home.
1: When you see the the, the six captains stood next to each other in the captain's photo shoot, which, by the way, they still weren't <laughs> wearing boots in their ridiculous. promotional shots. It You're looks,
0: furious, Tim.
1: It looks awful. Full it kit. Does, it
0: looks horrible.
3: Full
1: kit and trainers is a terrible look, Byron. If you ever next time you have to do your, I f-
3: noticed that too. To be fair, <laughs> it's,
1: it's a, just such a I bad agree. look. Just
3: get the boots on. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly.
2: How yeah. yeah. hard? And, molded, and, molded ones.
0: And the. Uh, The the women's for theirs all bar one were wearing boots, so it it is possible. So well done to the uh, Six Nations women's team. Well done, yeah,
1: well done done to to them. But when you see the six people next to each other, you realise what a specimen Alan Wyn Jones is. Yeah,
2: Yeah. he is enormous. Yeah, I'd hate to be a referee trying to argue the toss with him, or or an inexperienced captain. Do you know when they bring them both in? Like, what do you think is going on here? And Alan Wyn Jones tells you what's going on. (laughs) What do you do? Disagree with him? (laughs) I I, I disagree, Alan. So, important
0: players. Uh, Alleman Jones. Alleman Jones, obviously very important. Is Falatel fit now? No. No, so oh, annoying for thought. my fantasy rugby team, he came back, played one game, uh, amazing break and offload for a try, uh, and broke his arm again. So, out for another eight weeks. Um, so, that's where I'm going to go with this, because, obviously, no Warburton. Um, Mor- obviously, Moriarty going to be there right then? Obviously, no Falatel. So, Moriarty will be flanked by Tipperick, and possibly Navidi. Possibly. Um, so I think, so they're obviously experienced players, Navidi less so, and Moriarty less so at this level, but I think that trio will be really, really where's, where's important. Where's still out? Chingler's out. Oh, yeah, chingler has been out for a while.
2: Yeah, he, I think he's been out since the, uh, was it the semi-final of the Pro 14? That's, that's when he picked up an injury. Lashes. He's some player. He's some player.
0: But yeah, the guys that they've got... You've also got young uh, Wainers, Wainwright, who would be interested to see if he gets any game time.
1: because they, will, they, will they put Tipperick to six and
2: Thomas Young to seven? Oh, Thomas
0: Young's in, in the squad, isn't he? Thomas Young, yeah. Just throw
2: him in, to see what he can do.
0: But whoever starts in that back row, I think will be really, really important for the way that Wales want to play. Both getting over the the game line, ball carrying from, from Moriarty, but also, exactly as you were saying before, Byron increasing the speed of their uh, rooks on attack and slowing down oppositions. Tipperick, when he does that, can be amongst the best in the world.
1: Can I just? He's one of those players, Like everyone's talking about Jack Knoll playing 15, I can imagine Tipperick playing 13, <laughs> He's do, after... doing a decent job. Yeah. Do you
2: know, just on the Moriarty thing and the depth, I think Moriarty's a good player, but I think he's a really good player. A couple of things can concern me. First of all, he's playing at the Dragons, and that can't be a good place to sort of Propel your in social career. Get momentum, winning, yeah. winning momentum. I mean, did Dragons lose this week? Yes, as the Twitter account says. Um, so there's that, but also, I just wonder if he has the explosivity needed to be a top level eight. So when you think of him, well, I think of like lots of static sort of players, like big hits because he's standing in the way. You don't think of those, <laughs> standing in <the> yeah. Way. <laughs> you know, like like the actions come to him. Like, but when he's ball carrying, yeah, he's big he's strong, but he's not like that. He's not got that power, if, if, if you like. Um, so that's my, that's my concern with him, really. I think he's better off as a flanker rather than... You wouldn't than... say that to him if he was sat here. God, no. <laughs> God, no. I mean, he's a hard man, and he brings an old-school edge. But, you know, look at how, you know, Tulupe Falatal carries a ball. It's not a fair comparison, because Tulupe Faletel is probably the best eight in the world. But with all back rows, it's balance. Oh, hang on. D- uh, d- uh, di- dis- disagreement there from Mr. McGuigan. I think you've got Funipola. Reed. Uh, is not even the best eight in his family. Balotauers. <laughs> no, no, Billy. Is, oh, Billy. No, Billy. Way. Is. Well, Billy talk,
1: talk, talk to us about playing against Billy.
3: Oh, I, I just think he's fantastic. England's a different different animal when uh, when he's playing. But do you not think that he always gets uh, the team over the game line? Do you don't yeah. think
2: that's a weakness in England though? They, you know they've got all these players and yet they haven't managed to adequately prepare for the loss of Billy. But he's special, in my opinion. He genuinely is. He
3: works hard. He um, always seems to get over the gain line. The one time he didn't was actually in sale at uh, the AJ Ball. I, I, he, I and they that. lost. So I if you that. can stop him, you yeah. you stop you stop England pretty much. England have not been the same when he's not played. I completely so I agree. Think, with all I think I think England's definitely going to be a lot better this year with him in the squad.
2: I mean, I I will stand by my statement. I do think the Falatau is a better player. I think he's a better all, better all rounder. Maybe he's not as, as good a ball carrier as Billy. He is. He is pretty special. He is a different kind of ball carrier in my my mind. Billy li- Billy will always get
0: that in tr- heavy traffic. He will go forward. Oh, wait, Falatao what did, what did out wide the Is different. What
2: what did, the, what did the lions do in the end?
0: Uh, well, they didn't have to worry about it because uh, Billy had a broken arm, didn't he? Funipol was injured. Yeah, so they, they had no option. Yeah, was um, it shoulder or arm? Shoulder, arm, knee, ankle. Yeah, something.
2: What a shame.
1: Falatao when a game's loose and he can get he can get in those. Uh, the wide Five channels. Metre, 15 metre channel Which wide, Kieran, yeah. Kieran Reid
0: kind yeah, of, f- a few years ago, he was an unbelievable player. He was he was probably maybe the second best thirteen in the in the world for a couple of <laughs> for a couple of years. It,
2: and was the first best Codra uh, Combo- 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 Smith. No, uh, Emmanuel Harinordiki. <laughs>
1: good times. Uh, so Wales, I, th- I think they're gonna have a good six nations. I think they'll s I think they can set the tone by going to France and winning if they go to France and win and I exactly highlighted that final fixture is um, at the principality stadium it's
2: going to be something else just one more thing is Geoffrey demeru in the squad for france yeah uh yes he is i love watching him play yeah so, yeah i i but i really enjoy it so <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> so teddy thomas is is the one oh no that's that's france in wales who's wales
2: that? so well just one
0: thing on wales are they still holders of the JB Cup? Yes, they are. Oh
1: God. They've got nine <laughs> it's out of Still persisting that that's an actual thing. Do, to, thing. do you want to
0: explain to Byron what the JB no. Cup is? Yeah,
1: yeah the the J- you can Cup. Explain, if you can explain <laughs> it to Byron and he, and, and he understands it. The
2: longest tier one winning streak, So they are, hold, they hold the, the the JB Cup. So currently, Wales are on a nine-game winning streak. So they hold the JB Cup. So carried on from... They're
3: currently on it.
0: Yeah. So,
1: it's, Autumn Internationals... What's, what's Ireland Uh... Know, Ireland lost
0: to Australia in the summer. The first game they lost to Australia, didn't they? Yeah. So they've probably they're played probably three or time. four, plus then two. So probably on about six game winning streak for Ireland. Stop yeah. with this. I madness.
2: mean, is that one of your <laughs> career ambitions? Maybe to be in a JB Winning Cup squad? Maybe Scotland? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be up there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely up there. <laughs> right,
1: here's one. Here's one I want to ask you then, Byron. And, and I'm going to. Fair play. Um, BBC rugby have done something where everything the player names are accurate
2: okay well done As <laughs> a start
1: uh, and they've asked the questions I'm going to ask straight to to Byron now if you could pick one player from another nation to bolster your six Nations squad who would it be if you could pick if,
2: from the other five nations uh, do it another way around which which member of your squad don't you rate
1: who would you give to another nation <laughs> if no, no not that one
3: I think um, Sexton would be good. Although Finn Russell's amazing, Magic. yeah. I just think I don't uh, think the, the well, step you need up good, is you,
1: that. You know, elevate, having a better backup for, for yeah. Finn would be. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. A good backup for <laughs> Finn <executive> yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a nice one. backup for Finn.
1: Anyone else that tickle you fancy? All right, for for each nation, let's let's do it differently. If Scotland can take five players, one from each nation. So you've got Johnny Sexton from Ireland. Who'd you take from Wales? From Wales. Um
3: Oof, that's a tough one. Wales, Hello and Jones. Mm. Leader, right. Leadership.
0: Yeah, I think Experience. I think it would be good him
3: and him and Johnny Gray would be great. Mm. Um, yeah, and then from Italy. Yeah. Oof. You've got a kind of you um, got a kind of you've got a kind of, kind of
1: hog light with Manotti the fullback, haven't you? Uh, sort no, of you can't, I can't have
2: him. Hog's,
0: Hogs yeah, no, no, but
3: he's girls, like he's probably, like a yeah. sort
1: of hog copy he's like another <laughs> yeah a little bit more
0: steppy maybe a little but
1: bit
2: more steppy I co- no I can't I can't make that joke I
0: it's do funny. like I do like
2: mm, is good Jeez. Um, I don't even know they've got
1: some, they've got some meaty back rows have not they
2: yeah oh they, they, David C is in the in the squad he is it's quite interesting Alferi's nice injured story. though isn't he is he yeah. So
1: what you're saying is you can't think of a single Italian. That you yeah, need. no Italians. <laughs> do you know any Italians? I do.
2: Okay. But no Italians. Oh, what? Dean Budd, go on, have him. There we go.
1: That's just going to... They're going to put that but up d- on the... They're going to print that out No the put it up on the dressing room yeah. All the only motivation we need, Byron McGuigan can't because can't even name a single player that he'd have in Scotland. squad. <laughs> Not one.
2: No one believe, b- believes in us outside of this room. Right, <laughs> e, uh, England. Um, England, I'd
3: say believe Winnie Yeah, he is unique in what he does, yeah. isn't he?
1: What do you think of? There's a lot of chat about you. You're someone that's played wing, fullback. You can play across the back line Elliot Daly. There's a lot of talk about him as England's fullback. Do you think? Would you? do you have a question mark next to him as England's fullback?
3: Um, it's not really for me to say, but I don't think it is his best position. Although he does seem to play pretty well. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't really comment on it it's, it's a, it's not, a no, tricky it's, it's, one I think Anthony Watson should I know he's injured at the moment but mm. that, that's his position in my opinion
2: the problem with Daly is it's, it's, it's kind of like the slate thing they're just so talented you know do you play him where's best for him or where's best for the team and they're not always the, like the same answer so you might need something at fullback, but actually he's a better winger so I appreciate what you're saying is that he's very talented and can play in a number of
1: positions yeah. if you had to pick him in one position where you would fear playing him the most which is that position? Um it, so it's not if it's not fullback then is it wing or center? Yeah, you're I'd outside?
3: probably put him on the wing. I mm. if, if England
1: I'd like to see um
3: at 9 you got a few good nines but let's say let's say Youngs was at 9. Um I'd go 10. i mm-hmm. I'd put Slade 12 or mm. Tuilagi 12 and Slade 13 I'll mix and yeah. match those two around. Mm. Because I like the idea of two ball players in the back line, Slade's left foot um, Farrell's right for so, the So the, the
1: number on the back it can be a bit more fluid than that. Yeah, depending on where you are on the field, yeah, and you could the... even
3: swap it around. You could put Twilengi defensively at twelve, Slade to attack at twelve. You know, you could mix mix a match because Henry Slade's very talented, probably mm. one of the best players ever played with.
2: Well, yeah, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. oh, of course. Of course. Oh my god! Comp- yeah, like, I about that. I'm, I'm not saying pick a better a better player, but how does he compare to someone like Sam James? Because I watch Sam James, and I just think he's amazing.
3: Sam James is unbelievable. Um and he's and he's only getting better. Henry Slade, up until now, pretty much, I'd say he's the best or one of the best players I've ever played with.
2: Really? Oh.
3: Just because he can kick, he's got a massive boot left and right. Um, great passing game. His vision's good. He's tough. Um, I just like to see him play better for England, to be honest. I mm. think he plays so well for Exeter, but I think he could play better for England sometimes. So I obviously support him. He's one of my good friends just Really wanting to like step
2: it up, De- devilishly handsome as well. He's very handsome, very <laughs> handsome. Uh, do, do you think it's a case of like he just needs to get him in a situation to succeed? I don't know what it is, it's just maybe,
3: um, maybe it's nerves. I think the more caps he gets, you'll mm. grow into it a bit more. Um,
2: but yeah, he's fantastic. Now, was his first England cap? uruguay i do love where?
1: these little j v
2: <laughs> i don't know yeah, it's like you
1: mention a name it's like ding was his first game <laughs> sure. he, in like, 1994
2: didn't yeah. he <sighs> was he just born um <laughs> yeah so yeah i think i think it might have been his debut you know in manchester his first start perhaps. yeah it th- might have been debut i don't know hmm, interesting yeah
1: uh, i wouldn't have thought you'd take a total debutant to a world cup
2: I'm sure they did, you know. That would be a real ballsy move. Yeah, uh, and and, and, that coaching staff weren't into making controversial decisions either, were they? Burgess, yeah. All roads lead to Burgess. His his second
0: cap was against Uruguay in the pool game. Ah, So what was the first one, the warm-ups? Yeah, against France in the warm-ups. Although he played for England against the Barbars in an uncapped game in 2014.
2: Uh, So the France game was the game where I famously said England are the most tournament-ready team in the world. (laughs) In 2015. 2015? You you also said that Leon were your... Surprise, pick. I, surprise right. pick, I was right. I was right. No, no. I said they were going to surprise us, and they did. By <laughs> <laughs> not getting a single point. They're not getting a single point, yes. All right, well, there let, we let, go. let's
1: continue with this. Sing- oh, no, no, no. Oh. Hold on. Let me finish the thing. So, 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 so which which play would you take from England to Scotland? Um, Billy. 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 Um, so we've got France left. France left. Uh, Teddy, you said Teddy Thomas already. Teddy
2: Yeah. Tomat. No, no. It, uh, Scotland are, stacked, are absolutely stacked on the wing, so we yeah. probably need to go elsewhere.
3: I'd say behind Laidlaw, Dupont, I think he's a very exciting good mm. player.
2: I like it. So I you, really like you him. You've
1: plucked some backups for your half-backs. So that, that, mm.
2: Sensible. Yeah. Wise.
1: Yeah, very wise. Um, but I'm, we just went down that little England rabbit hole. I wouldn't mind continuing that with Byron. Yeah, Because I'd for, forgotten about the Exeter connection. I'd really forgotten about that. And, and Slade, Noel, and... So Jack Noel, could he... He's been playing at... He's played at 15 a couple of times recently. Could he potentially wear that do you think and, and do a job or do you think that's just a, a fill-in th- position yeah
3: I think Czech could be a fantastic 15 um, I think Chris Ashton could be an option mm. the England have good back three it's just how you want to use can I, it
2: can I ask you about that a second because um, there's a lot of speculation about Chris, Chris, Chris Ashton uh, you know the way that we've seen him play in the past the, the arch finisher people I, I've never seen it myself but people would say well it's, it's defensively he's a bit suspect with his positioning You've seen him up close now, and after a year in the top 14 playing fullback, you know, how's he getting on there? What's he he's, like?
3: He's the most professional guy in the sales squad, definitely. He works really, really hard, um, gives great inputs. Um, and position is it's a lot different playing fullback than his wing, so it's, so it's challenging for him, but he's very knowledgeable. Uh, the way we're defending now, he's had a lot of say in that along with Jono. Um, and Tom Curry, so they've kind of just formulated something with the defense coach, and yeah, I, th- I think he's great. I think wing is his position. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic winger. He's a great finisher. So yeah, that's is my he faster take on him. than
2: you? Yes, is he? He is really quick. I was, wasn't expecting you to say that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, who's the fastest? Who is the fastest guy in the squad? Then
3: I'd say it's between Denny and and Ashton. Yeah, that they're not they're not, they're, they're not miles quicker. Obviously, mm. is, it, so is, that, very, is that top
2: speed quick yeah, or accelerate? Top, top, top speed. So, so. That amazes me about Denny because like he's such a big, powerful. But he doesn't look maybe as athletic as you know. As, well, Ashton is super athletic, but Denny's just you know he he does shift for what is effectively a very big a very
3: big man actually. Yeah. So when he when he gets going, he's so he's top in. When he gets top in, he's really good, um, really quick. So
1: mm, it does worry me though. That what
2: Byron? Of course, Denny could be. I mean, he's not in the squad, is he? Well, but no.
1: But what, what Byron's just been sort of saying there is exactly what worries me as an England fan when you're right to say, Jack Knoll could play 15, Ashton could play 15. Hey, Elliot could, Del- 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 could play Could 15. play 13, could play win, could do this, could do that. There's so many question marks still, which one is a, it's sort of a, a positive because England have such a rich
2: all the talent to pick from. It's good to have options. Great to have options. It's but to have options. too many options. This yeah. is the problem, though, isn't it? It's like the NFL. If you've got two quarterbacks, you haven't got any. And that's kind of where England are. They've got no combinations. This should be sorted. This should have been boxed off two years ago. Well, a year ago. Well,
1: you can understand with the Tua Lange situation why that wasn't the case. Move on from him. But then again, at least you could say Tua Lange's the guy, but we want this. that's the way we want to play, but we've got Teo. So at least I think they're in a position now where There could be that clarity and that's what has to happen through the Six Nations is total clarity on who's who are the two men in each Position, and if you can, just get a definite one and a definite two,
2: and, a way, and that way of playing and as that well. Because yeah, the, the difference is it. that way of playing, but it should be the way of playing which fits the guys that you have rather than trying to get the guys you have to fit the way you're playing.
1: Do you think he'll throw a really stupid curveball and do a, or maybe it's a great Burgess? Go te- Teo, <laughs> Tuolangi, Cock and the Singer, Daly, go, just go for a massive backlash. I'd love it. The
2: biggest you can have. Wales from five years ago. <laughs> Gatlin Ball Gatlin Ball <laughs> I thought, Oh how, the, how I'd love that <laughs> I, think, I think
1: Byron's on, on the money With the um, with Slade To And just cement that way Of playing Farrell at 10
0: I like that I like it Right we've got a few more teams To get through If we're going to keep this up Come on then Let's uh, rattle,
1: rattle through them then
0: So the next game is uh, Scotland Italy Yes. So Scotland team, Byron. Who should we be watching out for? Who's going to have a really he good
1: success Might be Nations? off our yeah. Who someone who might be off our radar a little bit. Someone off your radar.
3: Um, I'm not sure if he'll start the first game or not, to be honest. But Darcy Graham. Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's playing really well. He's quick. He's tough. Um, hungry. So I always like keeping an eye on players like that. Um, an old head. I think Greg Ledler will be massive for the squad once again. Yeah. Um, he's goal kicking and. He's, he's a massive leader in and amongst the group. Uh, probably John Barclay's another one, I would say.
0: Yeah, getting John Barclay back is, is interesting. Yeah.
3: Such
1: a nice bloke.
0: Yeah, he's brilliant.
1: Such an
2: amazing...
0: Oh, yeah, because you worked guy. with him a few weeks ago, he's didn't you?
2: such a lovely man. Do you feel the same way about him as I do about uh, about AJ? you love AJ? <laughs> I love AJ. AJ's <laughs> one of my best friends. AJ's great. He's a great <laughs> man. I would say he's probably the nicest guy in rugby, after you, Baron. Yes. <laughs> of I'm, course. I'm
3: upset I'm not in your fantasy team, by the way.
2: I couldn't pick you it was a draft. What
3: do you mean? How does it work? Uh, so There's you, one one you, version you, of every
2: player.
1: Well, B- well, mate, uh, mate, mate, mate! Believe I, I, me, I, I didn't. I, 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 I got Byron in the eighth round. You had, you had you had eight picks to get him, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, geez,
3: was, I was last big too.
0: <laughs>
1: because you're an international,
0: obviously. <laughs> uh, you did get pretty much everyone else in the sale team in there.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I've got to prioritize. Sorry, mate. Sorry, uh, yeah. uh, AJ was my first choice. It was was my it first pick? Yeah. Is it worth mentioning just how
0: important uh, Laidlaw's influence and leadership on the team is, especially with his experience, kind of playing in different environments, playing Gloucester, now playing in, in France at Clermont? What does that bring to the squad and the team?
3: Yeah, I just think he's he's obviously very experienced, um, like you said, so he's travelled. He's played in Scotland, England, France, as you touched on. He's got many caps for Scotland, mm. so experience you can't buy that, um, and he's got such a cool head on the pitch. Um, Obviously, when he's when he's kicking for goal, he's massive. He doesn't mm-hmm. really he must touch wood, but um, yeah, he's just great. Building up to the game, he speeches before the game. He gets boys very motivated, and, and that goes a long way.
2: Um, you were at Glasgow, right, for a little while. Yes. Now, when I look at Scotland, and how they progressed, it's all been around Glasgow because Glasgow are a fantastic operation. They do things really well. They assembled one hell of a squad, but now Edinburgh are starting to kind of get. A bit of a foothold in, and you know they're they're doing pretty well themselves. When you go to Scotland squad, is there a little bit more confidence from the from the Edinburgh boys? Are they are they strutting around a bit more the last year or so? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm
3: guessing they have the bragging rights. So there, yeah. yeah uh, so. If, 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 I, if I play, yeah, if I played for Edinburgh, I'd walk around, you know, winding winding the Glasgow boys up, but. Uh, I'm not there now to tell, but I certainly would be. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and do you know, like, is there kind of a lot of, um? Oh, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of the right sort of phrasing for it, but when they're playing together, you'll get the occasional club call, which you obviously, been in England, have no idea about. But obviously those boys do because they all play at Glasgow. Or well, Edinburgh now. Say again,
3: so... So, yeah, so like call. they're
2: playing and then they, all of a sudden you'll have a random call, a oh, you no, know, club call of from that. like... Glasgow was all just Scotland. Scotland it's all Scotland. Yeah,
3: there's no club calls, so everyone's it, on the same. It must page. be
1: interesting with the with the geographically not much space between the two clubs. You've got the uh, very close ties with the the national squad and the two club sides, and Gregor and his team can sort of float between the two and pop up at training one day. That that uh, the system and the setup they've got now mm. is, is really starting to bear fruit, and it's um I think it, it looks good and. <clears throat> having chatted to John Barclay a little bit the what they're able to do with the with the younger guys coming through and get them all that attention from these coaches because it's all it's all within this 50 mile I
2: tell you what space if there's a, a nation who should be watching this very keenly is wales because i think they are going to have to they're going to have to grab the ball by the horns aren't they and say maybe two regions is best for us i mean if they could combine imagine the politics if they tried to do that but like wouldn't they love it isn't that what they live for I mean rugby's a (laughs) distance. live to get angry yeah rugby's a distant a distant second priority to the Welsh after (laughs) politics you know the more miserable they can be usually the better the national squad
0: now before we move off Scotland uh, JB declared his undying love or uh, confidence in France for this year's tournament yep uh, Baron, would you like to declare your confidence in Scotland winning yeah. the thing?
3: Yeah, Scotland win.
0: Scotland to win. At, at a canter? Three, or?
3: Three, three home games, I think that's massive. Yeah. So I'd like to believe that they'll win those three games and then
2: Not win easy one more games. and then you're in with a shout. So. Yeah. So hang on, who have you got at home? It's, it's England away, right? England's away and so we've got France Wales away. at home,
3: Italy at home, yeah, France away, Ireland at home. Ireland all... at home,
2: second game.
3: Yeah. The game you
2: Ooh. won two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the best Six Nations in terms of quality. It's so interesting. I mean, I'm sure I, I've said this every Six Nations, but I feel this genuinely is the best Six Nations. Certainly since the last one, which was the best <laughs> one I can remember. Yeah,
1: and and this Scotland side is, and I'm sure the commentators are going to go on about this nonstop. The, the, in fact, isn't the 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 Six Nations drinking games
2: out and about on Twitter? <laughs> it is, it I, is. I, I bet. It,
1: I haven't seen. It, I bet it mentions. Um, the fact that Edinburgh and Glasgow are both in the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup, I bet they may uh, There's got to be
2: something for an Owen Farrell yellow card. <laughs> Owen that Farrell, no arm leave. tackle, no yeah. arm tackle, or a yellow card. Boom.
1: Jonathan Davis shouting numbers, numbers, <laughs> numbers. Um, so let's move. Well, let's move on then. Let's so through these.
0: Scotland hosts Italy. Yes. So we can rattle through that fairly quickly. Uh, Baron, you weren't a big fan of any of the it- Italian players. Anyone you, we should watch out for? Doesn't know. Not, does not, he... that you, not that you'd have them in the Scotland squad, but. Uh,
3: um, I think, like I said, the fullback fullback's really good. Minot- and, Minot- yeah, and I think, Minot- I think yeah. both their 10s, Carlos Cutter and I think Tommaso Allen are, are not bad players. I think they're mm. pretty good. On their day, they can what, be pretty good.
2: Whatever happened to Kelly Hayamona? Back in New Zealand now. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Is he? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I know that because he's playing for the team I used to play for there, so. Ah. You, you played in
2: New Zealand too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, what, what's your, what, what's your, let's uh, just,
3: uh, Good, good. You, you play for Bulldogs, is that right? Bought a Bulldogs when I was young. That's my team in South Africa. Yeah. Then I went to Glasgow. Then I left Glasgow and I went to New Zealand just for four months yeah. to play the ITM Cup and then linked up with Exeter Chiefs.
0: How, how did you find that time in New Zealand? It was yeah. good, good fun. Um, Defence didn't
1: really matter. It's all about attacking. So <laughs> well, the scores
0: are like 40 points to 30.
1: And then you went to Exeter and it must have been like a home from home because the, the haircuts in Exeter and New Zealand.
2: Pretty similar. Pretty honestly. similar. <laughs> <On bullets. laughs> Both uh, lambs at time forgot.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part?
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb. dot com slash host.
1: So we can skip over Italy. It's going to be Sergio Parise's last one. Yeah, and that to to kind of
0: and we won't go into any depth for Italy, but I think for someone to step up and take some of both the leadership and the ball carrying from. Pirès is really important. So, like whoever starts at six, um, Bramstein might start there, but I think whoever kind of starts alongside Pirès will be really, really important for them. Yeah, Bramstein's a
1: very good player. We saw them yeah. play against New Zealand in Rome, and it was pitiful. Yeah, <laughs> it really wasn't, wasn't it. a great it, performance. It says,
2: I, I've told this story multiple times, um, but it's it's mindset for them. I mean, they're not you know they're not fifty percent worse. Than all these other teams. They they're just not. You know, they've got lads from the Southern Hemisphere, they've got South African boys that are good, they've got some uh Italian boys who are genuinely good, played premiership, played in France, they're good. It's the national mindset. They just can't get over it. Uh, sorry the story. Horror. Uh, Campagnaro
3: Campagnaro is the man to watch Campagnaro is, is an unbelievable player Yeah, yeah he, he is I've, I've picked him for
1: my fancy team I was hoping Italy I was hoping he wouldn't quite be fit enough and ready yet so.
2: uh, Sorry And the story I, I, I was referring to Was the Leonardo Sarto story Telling all his <sighs> Glasgow teammates That they've lost Because they were playing gla- uh, Leicester, Leicester Tigers Before they even played And They won by 30 points Sarto who played for Leicester Tigers this weekend He did didn't he Started for them Did, did Devon start as well
0: Yeah Both of them started on the wings um, is anyone going to predict Italy for winning the championship?
1: Baron? <laughs> uh, let me ask it, the question another way. Is anyone on a mind-altering party drug? Right
0: <laughs> Does anyone think anything other than last? So the the final game of the weekend, uh, 4.45 kick-off, Ireland hosting England. Mm. Uh, so, Ireland. I'm so excited. It's over before it even starts, isn't it, really, for you guys? <sighs> it's going to be a tough game. I think, I think having well,
1: I, I think with it being in Dublin, I'm not bothered about a defeat. What you expect- meant to win the World no, Cup? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm expecting I'm expecting a defeat, but if England win four games and lose narrowly against Ireland, that I'll, I'll take that.
2: Oh my god, hundred percent. you know what you sound like, Tim? You sound like a Welshman from 15 years ago so, do you of know course what? I we, want them like, to win like if, oh yeah but I mean obviously you want your team to win I mean that's obvious you don't want them to lose but like, yeah, if you just if you just lose graciously I mean, if there's a build on for the future it's not good enough you want to win the World Cup you've got to go to Dublin and win right Baron yeah I agree there you go I think they can win
1: and that's what they'll be thinking obviously I'm not suggesting yeah. I, I'm not giving the team talk I, I expect Eddie Jones
0: to give <laughs> hey guys g- gather in gather in we're not going to win this I'm with you I, I don't think they're going to win. I think they could win. I think, exactly as we said before, Billy being back is massive. Um, Mako being back compared to the autumn is big. Yeah. So having those ball carriers. I think Launchbury coming back is actually very would important. You
2: start La- Launchbury? I would do. do. Who do you think England's best lock is? Probably it's probably OJ,
0: followed by Launchbury, followed by
2: Laws, followed I by Chris. Think, I think it probably is Laws and. Mauro like, L- I think a 1-1-8 one one I really do Laws the glamour stuff The big hits That get all the headlines Folding police on in half Yeah It's the it's, it's the, like it's the work Lyons rate Of, well, of yeah. Lawnsbury Laws is more So I think One of the reasons That England didn't do so well Last year Was because Laws Made himself almost undroppable Which is why you had This extra six Because you just couldn't work out How do we get him in there I, I think Has so, Laws ever Folded you in half Folded you in no. half Byron No, no. But you, have you ever run over him? No. <laughs> R- me neither. I, I try and stay away. I run, run <laughs> elsewhere. Stick to my wing. But You uh, might even be able to catch you. He's, you know, he's that no, good. I'm not that slow. I said i am slow the I'm not that slow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I think Laws, I think I start, when I'm building that England pack, I probably uh, look at Laws and then I expand outwards. And I think uh, Laws, I told you, would be one hell of a yeah. pairing. Frikey.
0: Back with Ireland for a second. Oh, sorry, Ireland, yeah. Who to watch? Who, who's your... Because th- looking at the team, there aren't really any kind of hid- hidden say... gems in yeah. this team. The hidden gems are La- R- Ryan and Llama, Now, now and St- everyone Stoker's knows is like
1: now up Stoker's, there with the best in the world. And he was Stocker's the best winger
2: in the was, world. Was, second, best in the yeah, world. Yeah. second best winger in the world. Second best winger, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, do you know what? I would say the best things with Ireland is don't watch anyone. Because if you watch one guy, someone else is going to hit you really hard. Yeah. Uh, like if you're if you are really focused on James Ryan, Tad for, Tad Furlong is going to run all over you, uh, and that's the problem. They're just class everywhere. There's no potential weak spots. To this what, team. One
1: little thing to watch, I think, is um, Rory best the captain. Sean Cronin's playing unbelievably well. So mm. just watch that. Watch that little dynamic. Yeah,
2: but like when they take off the captain, they get a better. Yeah. Much like England. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. I mean, that I'm just, they, they have
1: clarity that I want England to have. We're not going to get that level of clarity by the end of the Six Nations. But that's no.
2: I mean, that's the problem you've got is think about your, where you the only place you, England are clearly better than Ireland is at eight. That's the only <laughs> position.
0: Uh, well, so, CJ is very, very good. Oh, yeah.
2: I forgot about CJ Sander. <laughs> yeah. Because, and yeah. CJ,
0: CJ is, not, I, I would prefer Billy to CJ, but CJ is not a bad replacement. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to you know, uh, combine C- the
2: 15s, you would have Billy. CJ is not bad. Now, after that, your next best player is probably Marrow or Courtney Laws, right? Yeah. In, in, in the pack. Well, or, or Launchbury. James Ryan and Devin Tomey are bloody brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're playing uh, James, phenomenally well. Like, James Ryan is basically the Irish Maro uh, Mar- uh, Mar- Toji. Just two years younger. Yeah, Two years younger? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, he's good. So, and I, as it, for front rows, I mean, Maro's very good, blah, 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 but the Irish front row is just leagues ahead. Yeah. So, I, I I personally can't see anything other than
0: this weekend. I think if you played that game 20 times, England might win one or two of them, but I think, I think Ireland are going to win, and I think... I Realistically I think Only Wales can stop them In the final game And for that to happen Wales have got to win Every They've got to go to France And win They've got to beat England They've got to beat Scotland They've got to win Every other game And then they might have a chance
2: With all that momentum France can beat them They might have a chance France can definitely, can definitely Actually is it France In, in, in Dublin no, It's in Dublin yeah They're not going to beat them Or they yeah. It's not even going to be close no, France could be on the end of a real hiding, actually, in, in Dublin. What, no, France what, are going to win what, it. They're going to win tournament it. tournament winners, JB. Yeah. Maybe, it's, on, no. it's on your board. It's
1: on your whiteboard. <laughs>
2: uh, <yeah. And> by the <laughs> way, have, have you always put uh, anything on your whiteboard? Are you just going for Boring Island? Uh, I'm going for Ireland. Oh, you're oh, so I'm brave. Go on, <laughs> go, on, go, go on, Tim. So it's not about being England. brave. It's can can, gone, I, can right? I change this after the
1: pod? Uh, I'm going for Scotland, obviously. Obviously. Scotland. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> mm. No, so, I think...
2: Uh, go for England. Go on. Go on. You, I
1: th- I think England are going to win four games. That's a hope?
2: No way.
3: After Scotland winning, I'd like to see England win only because I want people to look and think the Premiership is one of the best competitions. So,
1: mm. and if England are winning, then you know your your teammate Chris Ashton, your former teammates at Exeter, will, will, yeah, exactly. will, will have
2: shown up. Tom, well, Tom Curry. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sell boys involved. Well, there now as he's
1: well. an important man now. Going on to very, England. Very, very important man. He is. <sighs> Talk to us about Tom Curry. Unbelievable player. Yeah. Right. Well, so no. What was so what how come Ben Curry's not in the squad? Yes,
2: that's exactly what I was going to ask. Like unpack this conundrum for us. <laughs> Everyone that I speak to around on sale basically says Ben Curry, unbelievable. Tom Curry, unbelievable. It doesn't translate from sale though, does it?
3: Yeah, I know I I don't know. Um like I say, I'm not Eddie Jones, but uh, Tom Curry's brilliant. Like Ben Curry's brilliant. Um, how how that, does Ben
1: take it? Does, <laughs> I don't know. Because because they're, they're they're competitive lads with each other as as I much know, as anything. Yeah. Aren't they?
3: No, Ben takes it well. Um, he's very supportive of Tom, but Tommy is maybe just a little bit more physical, um, tackling and and, and overball, probably more consistent. But it's like nothing in it really.
2: Mm. Very similar players. Very good, both of them. It's amazing to have two of them available to the squad. I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, hmm. He is important, isn't he? Because Very important. It, <sighs> I think he could be the best in the world in the next couple of
3: years. Do you really think? He's he's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. He, is he is so good. If you just watch us play against Saracens a few weeks ago, yes, just watch his performance there. Watch his performance against the Springboks. Remember, his age too. So, yeah. I'm He's only 20 he might now, not might not be yeah. that
2: popular. He's 20 years old. But That's I, amazing. I obviously massively rate both the Curry boys. But I actually think when they came up against Wasps, I actually thought Jack Willis. Is it Jack Willis? Jack Willis. Is yeah, exactly Jack wrong. Willis. I Six eight, Jack, yeah. I think Jack Willis really, really pushed him. To so the point of it being almost on as even. Well, well, Maybe even shaded it.
1: Yeah, totally. But I think Byron's right to highlight that Saracens game because that was a that was a fully loaded Saracens team yeah. with Billy v- Vunipola back in the side, and it looked in the first couple of minutes like they were going to get that front football. And Tom Curry and fair play, John O'Ross as well, just en- oh, whoa, end- whoa, whoa, whoa. ended that gain line uh, threat, just nullified it yeah, completely. Defensively, it
2: those two were awesome, absolutely it, amazing. Do you know who was awesome getting sale over the game line? Has been awesome for weeks. You know because I've told you, uh, Rob Weber. I mean, if I was if I was looking for an extra England hooker, I'd go straight to Rob Weber. Well, they've got three in the squad, excluding Hartley at the moment.
0: Mm. So they've got George, they've got mullet um, Hyphen Dicky,
2: and Singleton. Singleton Jack Singleton. He, he likes him, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Saracen's Jack Singleton, right? Yeah. Potentially, Saracen's Jack yeah. Singleton. There, there is some magic, some magic cap movement there.
1: Some outstanding accountancy.
2: Yeah, world class. <laughs> world class accountancy. It's, it's impressive.
0: So, who should we be watching on the England team then?
1: It's all about Billy. It's or, no Billy and Teo or Tuolangi. the two, the the the, the heavy the the heavy traffic runners.
0: Tuolangi, yeah,
1: busting bust open space for everyone else. That's it.
0: Getting so England against France last year that we spoke about before, when they were manhandled. Yeah, because no man. one was able to get them over the game line. And exactly as you kind of mentioned before, Byron, about if you can get over the game line, you can speed up the rooks, speed them up, speed them up. Do you
2: actually think that France, even if you do have Billy, I just don't think France care. I mean, they play top 14. They're all Billy's size over in top 14. Being being Billy's
0: size and being Billy's explosiveness are two different things.
2: They are, uh, granted. You've
0: got a lot of guys who are 130 kg plus. Very, very few of them can do what Billy does.
2: Exactly. Mm. Okay, then.
1: All right. Now, just one little, uh, one little brief interlude, because I know we're gonna have. To, I, I'm on. I'm. I'm linked
2: up. So oh, are you've got, yeah. let's, let's, let's see what happens. Let's have a little. Oh, it's working. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. What, is it, you sure it's working? Yeah, I is, can hear it.
0: Yeah, JB is the only one wearing headphones.
1: Is there music coming through?
2: No, there's not. So I think there, there is now. Ain't oh, hey, my own music, yeah. Right, let's have some
1: local northwest rugby club beef.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've got two head coaches right here. Uh, Forward coach, actually, of two Greater Manchester clubs. <laughs> and there's been some smack talk going on. You've been, you've been coming, uh, Byron. JB's been giving it all the talk.
3: Yeah, he has been, to be fair, he's uh, been speaking down, looking down at Bowden. I've offered him some games, uh, midweek games, if he oh. wants to come train against Bowden. He's it, full of excuses. Very, he's very, now <laughs> lost uh, maybe three or four games in a row. and uh, Very, very interesting, that. Uh, Mid-table TV, top of our league. Well, so. That's
1: interesting, the, the correlation between him refusing to take you up, you know, scared, running scared, and, I- and the dip in form. I think his players yeah. have seen... The weakness that you've exposed, Byron. Can, can I
2: say, very unusual for Bowden to, to offer someone games. They just usually offer them cash. But... Um, <laughs> it's <an> easy get up <laughs> there when you're winning. You've got to blame it on something and money's but, one of it. The- look, uh, games haven't got gone our way. We lost by our biggest margin this Saturday. It was devastating. F- a four-point margin. Sometimes, uh... You lost by a four-point margin. That's right, four points. And so. that's your biggest loss of the season. Yep. Hard. You lost by two <laughs> points... One point and four points now
1: So, so when, when how, Let's get Bowden v Tok H on When's it happening? Um,
2: well the well, thing is we, we have a pretty full schedule uh, We've got Manchester again We always play, play Manchester We always go away And then we've scrapped our third pre-season Because we do team building Last last year we did jiu-jitsu So I'm not saying we can't do it It's booked know. in It's booked in I've spoken oh, to yeah. the head coach Oh is it actually, bu- is it yeah, actually booked it's in now? It's booked
3: in for the 27th how? of July that's It's gonna, our first pre-season game Wow you, that's early as I well could,
1: yeah. Is it? Oh crikey! Live pod from. Uh, I feel bad for <laughs> from you guys. Rugby
2: Club. I feel bad. I mean, look, you you and Josh Strauss, who is the other coach. I Small fortune that they're paying these guys, right? <laughs> but you know, it, it's going to be bad because we will take you, we will take you to pieces. We've got a hell of a pack. We're incredibly well coached. The rugby intellect guiding H is basically second to. You know, short of Steve Diamond, you're not going to get better in the Northwest. <laughs> we're talking about a mid table
3: team. Did we talk, right? We're talking about a team getting promoted to level six. You're not going to. Oh, not sitting
2: in level eight. Do, do you think you'll get to level six? Yeah, definitely we're going to get promoted. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. good luck. And uh, we will see you in pre season. uh you yeah, know, watch it. <laughs> watch it. Rugby beef. Right, quickly, let's, play, let's have a game of rugby social and then we can
1: let Byron get out of here.
2: Perfect, Back right?
1: To doing his podcast.
2: Ooh, let me grab my phone. Which, while we do this oh oh sorry that's the next podcast we're going to talk, talk about re-signings yeah I wanted to talk about sales re-signing but we'll catch we'll it later
0: yeah next podcast okay so Ruby Social for the uninitiated you're all over social media are you? I am
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Twitter yeah is it a bit of a chore to keep up with it and stuff because oh, I enjoyed. it
2: you enjoy it <laughs> on, Tim, you also say, say uh, Oh, you I say. just
1: think it's a. If I, 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 feel like coming off of it all the time. I think i will be so much more productive, and it's a cesspit. <laughs> I might just go to lurking like Phil does.
0: Absolutely. Lurking uh, safer. And just,
1: just keeping an eye on um, players' girlfriends on Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been looking at players, not uh, too many players, but girlfriends this week. Uh, I think all of this is from Instagram, actually. So, Byron, you might not be a, at an advantage. So I've got four questions with four options for each question, and I'm going to test and tease you about what some rugby players have been up to this week. So first of all, Lima Sapuanga took some time away from training to engage in what trendy hobby? Mm. Was it knitting and yarn bombing? Was it DJing? Was it barista training? Or was it graffiti artistry? Uh, we'll go from left to right as I'm viewing it on the first question. JB, you go first.
2: Uh, Can I just say first? First of all, I'm so glad that yarn bomb bombing is a thing of the past. It used to be massive around here about four years ago. Awful, awful hobby. Um. (laughs) <laughs> awful of it it is I mean you just see like trees vandalised, and like three years later sorry three months later it's all like sodden and dirty <laughs> and some poor sod from the council has to come down come over and cut it down um, sorry the, so the answer to this is I think he was DJing JB thinks DJing Byron
0: making coffees barista training mm-hmm. for Byron
1: yeah, I, I thought that and then I thought that's too, that's too obvious I'm going to go for the last one the graffiti
0: graffiti Well, one of you has got it right, so it wasn't knitting and yarn bombing. It was Tim Cocker. Uh, He he was uh, working with a graffiti artist to draw a massive Lima Sapuanga on a wall in Coventry.
2: Oh, my word. The narcissism involved in drawing (laughs) your own graffiti in yourself. Just quickly, has the standard of coffee in cell sharks gone down since Dave Seymour's gone?
3: No, he's still getting his beans. Oh, Oh,
0: nice. (laughs) Number two. Coffee with the boys. Question number two, and Byron, you'll be going first on this one. So Jamie George has been a busy boy this month, opening his new business, which is called Carter and George. But what is it? Ooh. Is it a hipster coffee shop? Is it a jeweler's? Is it a physiotherapist? Or is it a restaurant which specializes in breakfast and or brunch?
1: Restaurant.
0: Restaurant for Byron. Who's Tim?
1: So who's Carter?
0: Don't Dan, you don't you worry Dan, about Carter. So coffee
1: shop. Dan, Dan, Carter. Dan, Carter. Dan Carter. Dan Carter. Coffee George. shop. Restaurant. What
2: was the other one?
0: Jewelers. 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 Physios. Jewelers. Jewelers for no Tim idea. Cocker.
2: No, what am I saying? No, yeah, for whatever jewelers. I can say with quite some confidence,
1: it is a physiotherapists. Jamie George. Yeah. Really. I can Definitely. tell you,
2: one
0: of you is correct again.
1: I know Petrus Duplessis is like a physio now. He's, I he, didn't know no, Jamie he, George he is going down the same route.
0: Parrot is a trained physio as well. Uh, it is a physiotherapist. There we go. Uh, so Jamie George is not a trained physio, but one of his good friends, a school friend, is, that is correct. a physiotherapist. I don't know how I know this, but I just did. There we go. One point all for Tim.
1: Oh, yeah, look, I've just looked at it online. I don't know who Carter is, but it's not Dan Carter. It's
0: dead. I don't think it's Dan Carter. Question number three. Uh, and Tim, you'll be going first on this one. Yeah. Stephen Luatua enjoyed a visit to Bristol Zoo today. Ooh. The oldest
1: looking 26-year-old man on earth. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Real, well, real he's tough had a tough life. paper out. I say,
2: I interviewed... What interview? Bruce Ray Bruce Ray Horner. Ah, nice. Br- br- Interesting. Bristol, Bristol coach for the Rugby Dungeon... Uh, this week and yes I can confirm he is interesting
0: mm. okay Lua Tua enjoyed a visit to Bristol Zoo today but what animals did he compare the Piatal Brothers to
2: right so I've been to Bristol Zoo and I can say I rate it very highly uh, I'm. What are, the,
1: what are the options folks I'll go first though. oh right yeah.
2: sorry I was, <laughs> I was just <laughs> going to go to my knowledge of their collection then
0: yeah you're just going to talk us through Bristol Zoo yeah yeah so did very he did deal. he compare the Piatal Brothers to a couple of kangaroos no Tim's answering first. <laughs> <laughs> was it twin tigers? Was it some silverback gorillas? Or was it a pair of snakes?
1: Uh, I'll go for the second one.
2: Second one, twin tigers mm. for the Pia Towers. Are
1: there twin do tigers at Bristol Zoo, do
2: you? I don't believe there is. I don't think they have... Very much uh, charismatic megafauna, uh, for want of a better word. You know, for, the, for, for want of a very accurate description. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I don't think they have many like safari... Charismatic technology.
1: megafauna is
2: not going to be on the Six Nations <laughs> drinking game, I can tell you that much. He's running like charismatic megafauna! <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do lose, like, really endangered stuff. So, uh, that's why I'm surprised he didn't go for pygmy hippo. <laughs> so that's exactly where I thought this was going. Uh, I'm going to go with a pair of snakes. pair of snakes? Snakes.
0: Snakes as well. Ooh. I can tell you, you're both correct with snakes. Well played. They, I, snakes. I, think
2: they, I believe they have the Cuban
1: boa
0: in uh, Bristol Zoo.
1: So JB's in the lead, me and Byron are uh, behind with one, and there's one question left.
0: One question left. So, final one. Greg Bateman was taking in some local culture on a trip to Thailand.
2: But what's what's what. What's he doing there?
0: Everyone's on holiday, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, I'm su- oh, surprised yeah. you're not uh, abroad.
2: You Coaching. Co- ah. oh, Bowden first. They need to get their money's worth, don't they? Bowden first. <laughs> well, that kind, <laughs> on that kind of wage. Bowden <laughs> <Yeah>. first. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the league, you got to put in the hours. JV oh, yeah. There. All the cash. <laughs>
0: uh. Right, Greg Bateman in Thailand. But what fusion cuisine did he experience? Was it lasagna-flavored crisps? Was it a hamburger flavoured lassie lassie? Was it lemongrass and prawn meal foy? <laughs> what? Um meal foy. Lasagna crisps. Lasagna crisps.
1: And I'll go for the uh the middle one.
0: The hamburger flavoured hamburger flavoured oh. lassie. Uh Byron, correct? Oh in Thailand, in Thailand he was uh indulging in lasagna flavoured crisps. Really taking in the local cuisine, which means that JB and Baron draw. Oh, congratulations! In mate. First, first place. Next time we uh, play each uh, it won't be a draw.
2: <laughs> 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 One of us will be winning next time, yeah. mate. Um, actually, as a bo- as a bonus question, of course, I can't play the tiebreakers. Actually, I have got a bonus question. Oh, I've got a great bo- bonus question. Turning you to yours, yeah, I'll do I- mine quickly. As we're talking about Greg Bateman, what was Greg Bateman's job before he was a rugby player? Or what did he sell? He's a salesman. What did he sell? Um, pies at Griggs. He what? Necklace shirts. <laughs> Necklace shirts and no. What did you say, Baron? Sold pies at Greggs. Sold pies at Greggs and no. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, I don't know. Used car salesman. What job needs? <gasps> Close. What job needs enormous shoulders and no neck?
0: <laughs> I
2: think... Well, You're not
0: far hard, off. carry You
2: need to sort of fuse those two answers and you probably get... Heavy it. machinery. Plant. Tractors. So close. So close. He was selling HGV lessons. HGV lessons? Yes, he was selling courses in, in HGVs.
0: Okay. So my question, we're going to go in, in turns on this. Okay. So, on the official Six Nations website, out of all of the squads... When it lists every player, two players are listed as universal backs. Which two players? Wow! So, give me JB, give me one name, and I'll tell you if it's right I mean, or wrong, if, and we'll go round. If
1: Byron was fit, it'd be three players. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh... So only two players listed as universal backs, and they, they do all sorts of stuff. Like, uh, for example, Oli Devoto is listed as fly half slash fullback. So this suggests that they it's can play... He's not
1: listed as centre. Oli Devoto. Uh, Oli oh, Devoto. De
0: is that right? Owen Farrell is listed as fly half slash centre. That, that is ridiculous, the Devoto one. Marutoji is listed as lock slash back row. So I think these universal universal backs are more than two players. Oh, sorry, more, more than two positions. positions they so could, Elliot Daly for me. Elliot Daly is correct. Yeah. He's one of the two. Jack Knoll. Is incorrect. Oh no, what a shame. This is all squads. Jack Noel. let me look him up. He is listed as wing slash fullback, even though he's played. So 13. there's one, is there one more? There's one from more. All the squads. One more from all of the different squads.
2: I'm gonna say Well, it's not your turn. Oh it is my turn. No,
0: you got one go. Byron. Byron's had a go. Oh, sorry. Tim. Tim's well, on the
1: top uh, uh, Okay. Breaker. Technically,
2: Thanks. JB just won this yeah. death. JB won. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but we'll just, go, for, go for the other one. Uh, I'm going to say it is. Um, oh, Gareth Anscombe. No. Let me just look what he is listed us
0: Anscombe is. Fly half
2: slash fullback. Oh, well, then it must be Henry Slade.
3: Walt Edison.
1: Ooh, that's a great Ooh, that's a great shout. That
2: is a good shout. How did we not come up with Will Addison as
0: one to watch for Ireland? By the way, interestingly, he is wing slash center, not fullback. But he can play fullback. He can play fullback. Yeah, and
3: kick. He's played for Ireland in the was it in the summer? He played fullback. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He has played. Yeah, Was yeah, yeah. it USA? Against
1: USA?
3: Yeah,
0: USA. The other one? I shall 30 shall 30. I tell you? Yep. Well, you're in the right team with Will Addison.
2: Not lama is it? Not lama I can't think of anyone else who really? plays across the backs for them. Across. And
0: Who's likely to start uh, on the other wing from Stockers? Keith Earls Keith Earls he's Keith Earls other. is a
2: universal back. It's what he's listed as. Well, but then well, well, Devoto wing fullback.
0: Yeah, he can play all those. But then Devoto is listed as fly half slash fullback. I would
2: never have got if we'd have played this game for ten years. I still would not have got <laughs> Keith Earls. <laughs> There, you go, there you go. Another wonderful episode. <laughs> One so, little
1: bit of Six Nations trivia I learned this week. Um, do you know what the inside of the Six Nations trophy is coated with? And why? Ooh, great.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, mar- mar- Marmite.
2: Uh, no, no, unfortunately <laughs> not. It's gold. Why
1: is it? Why is the inside
2: of the trophy coated in gold? Now, is this something to do with, like, electrical charges or something? I was going to and, say... And, and reactions. Is it because it's a, a metal that would
0: oxidize, a metal that would rust the majority of it's made out, so it's plated gold, so
2: you'd need to plate the inside as well, otherwise it would rust so you can drink. Why, why do you need to plate so the you inside can drink, drink gold? Drink so you can drink
1: champagne, so it doesn't
2: corrode from champagne. Ah, there we go. That's true. That, is re- that really is first world problems. We need to plate <laughs> our trophies with gold so we can <laughs> drink, drink champagne. champagne out of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you get much of that in MMA?
3: Gold-plated uh, cups for No, champagne? you don't, you don't. It's just a little gold, gold belt, but you can't be drinking out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but on that, I do, to, I do want
1: to mention. So, bite MMA, bite MMA, bite MMA, one. brand new podcast you need to get in your life with Byron McGuigan um, bringing. Well, you know, do, do you how much does rugby come up in the conversations when, when you're um, on the tracks? There must be some parallels.
3: Not, not really, but I, we do try and see the fighters' mindsets compared to like a a rugby player. Have you learned so,
2: much from from the fighters and applying it to to your rugby?
3: Um, no, not really. I just think it's more than just. Trying to punch someone, there's so much skill and it's quite tactical. It reminds me a bit of rugby. You know, it's not as easy because mm. you obviously have grapplers, kickboxers, uh, wrestlers, jiu-jitsu artists, all different forms of fighting. How's um?
2: How is James O'Connor's uh, uh,
3: jiu-jitsu? I don't know. I've not. I've not. Uh, I, I thought.
2: I thought he was. Uh, he was. He was big into it.
3: Yeah, he is. He's doing it with this guy called Ollie um, himself. AJ's done it too. Same with Johnny. I don't know how good he is.
2: There's no bragging rights then. So no there's right, no bragging you rights. You no, no. What are they are, are they doing it right? It's, it's
3: all controlled. So it's not like there you go, the two taps first. That's usually how it
2: works. Oh, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm <laughs> very I'm, I'm very suspect of what, of what Ollie's up to over there. Uh so bite 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 MMA is that weekly? Yes, that's
1: Go uh, right just go go hit subscribe go hit subscribe go have a listen right now. And uh, there's, there's just like there's a lot of rugby podcasts. There's a lot of MMA podcasts, but this is the new one on the market, and you definitely go and check it out. Hundred percent. I just I just realised I haven't actually looked at James O'Connor's Instagram in a while. It's been quite interesting recently.
2: Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> every morning I wake up, check James O'Connor's Instagram, followed by Will Greenwood's <laughs> every day. <laughs> 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 <sighs> he's a big boy. Is he? yeah. Anyway. yeah, he's been working out. He's um, what's he got on him there? What's that?
0: What is that? Oh, a suction cup. Thing. Yeah, suction cups, yeah. Are
2: you,
1: are you doing any of this stuff, Byron? No, suction? I'm not into some... that stuff, no. Look at the lats on him, though.
2: Yeah, he's a big old boy. Tell you what, he's um, he's, he's got some superb genetics. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, Byron's
1: got a family <laughs> that we're keeping him from. So, um, And Phil's got a wife that could go into labour any minute, so... Yes, JB's got a newborn that yeah, well, doesn't really... Cry. should we finish there, then? Yes. Thank Go you, Byron.
3: <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. And you're going
2: to come back anytime soon? When I'm invited, I'll come round. Excellent. Perfect.
1: Have a Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.